We're back to the Ali Shore, and the chapter is Hechrech Lekiyom HaMitzvot. You want to prove why um, the necessity to keep the mitzvot is essential, which means Torah is not extra credit. He says, Kesheshoalim Adam, Lama Hu Shomer Torah Mitzvot Umeshiv. When somebody asks you why you keep, why you observe it, <laughs> why you orthodox, not modern orthodox, real orthodox, real thing, not the fake deal. So shechonech bekach ba'avayit aviv. So he says, what is he going to answer? He says, okay, this is what my father taught me to do. So he says, mashallah ma'adavar dumei. What is this similar to? La'adam she'shalu lama hu ochel v'shotel v'tavon v'hu meshiv. So they say, why are you hungry? Why do you eat when you're thirsty? Why do you eat and drink when you're thirsty and hungry? He says, because that's what I was accustomed to from when I was young. So the answer is, He says, that's not uh, factually true. Just because you drank when you were, ate and drank when you were young, he says, He says, in truth, the reason why you eat is because you're, um, what? It's tasty. Why do you drink? Because it quenches your thirst. So, so it's for sure... It says, "Bevadai hachinuch bebet avicha natan lecha hergesh ativit va'parsha kichayet Torah henen chayamitim." It's for sure important for parents to start off children on the right way. You understand that the Torah way is the right way. Aval im enach motzi ta'am acher l'shmerta Torah la'ata. He says it's sad. If somebody asks you why are you keeping the Torah, is, if the only answer is, is what? That, uh, I'm doing it because my dad, I grew up like this. It says, He says, that's all something is missing. Because um, if he says the Torah, if it was a real Torah, not a dead Torah, but a li- if the Torah was a living Torah, you have to... See, uh, I want to tell you something beautiful. Why is Yitzchak and Yaakov so important in their own way? Every day when we pray, we say, Eloke Avram Kaham, Eloke Yitzchak, Elohi Yaakov. Because the answer is, is because um, each one of these people found that had a relationship with God on his own terms, in his own unique way, unique way and path. Which means Yitzchak just didn't say, oh, I'm going to believe in Hashem just because my dad did. Right. Same thing with Yaakov. Same thing with which one of us? Okay, your dad showed you the tunnel to the path of light. 
But if you're only going there because of your daddy, but you don't have any personal convictions and connections because now you understand on your own terms, with your own logic, with your own personality and your own brain and intellect, why it's important, then that's, uh, that's, uh, it's not good. Why, why should it be essential on your own terms, on your own needs, in your own mind, in your own conscience, the Torah? Because he says, you have to understand this basic fundamental thing that we must keep it. I'm not just keeping it because my daddy and mommy kept it. It requires a certain maturity for you to understand your God with your own mind and make that personal, concrete commitment. So it says, That's why it's such a beautiful thing. All of us, our community is so many Bali Chuba. One has to know, even if you're FFB, from, from birth, so you have to know, like about Chuba, that's the one, I think maybe that's one of the things I was thinking when Hashem made it, that millions went off, millions came back. Because maybe the Torah had become stale. When the Baal Chuba has a certain excitement and freshness to it. He realizes on his own terms that this is what, because he had, he could have lived his easy, comfortable life. And his parents were not. He says, he says, even these FFBs, these people that are Orthodox from birth, they have to know that, which means if you're not able to understand why you have to keep the Torah, even if your parents didn't teach you, then that's something missing. Because let's say somebody comes by like all this, you were saying, the Netflix series on Orthodox, this, that, that. Easy come, easy go. You know? If you're anchored, and you're like a strong roots, not only because your parents, okay, God bless your parents, they plant some nice roots, but you have to have your own roots. That the wind just doesn't blow you and turn, make your tree coming crashing down. I said, you have to know, even if let's say in this point of your life, Torah is not so fun. See, that's what we're trying to say. We don't keep the Torah because it's convenient or fun. Because the Torah is not a salad bar that I keep Shabbat, but then I walk around half naked, especially if I'm a woman. It's the biggest sin, right? It's the Torah. First of all, we have to always grow, you know. And we always have to know that it's, it's life itself. There's no meaning to life without it, right? So he says, uh, we'll just go for another five minutes. He says, Nowadays, if you're observant, in Hebrew they call you dati, also in Farsi. Dati. Dati. It says, what does that mean? Dati or datut. He says, like, I, like we always say, there's no atheist in the foxhole. He says, part of human psychology has recognized this, that part of human nature is to try to kin, create, connect to its creator. It's part of our human needs. Inclination. Inclination to, 
to, to, to try to understand and know who our maker are altruistic and benevolent and wholesome and godly majestic majestic God Glory. our glorious God Yahol Hadam the Patek Zikazu Azu Shol Batsmo Ketsa de Caravellion. The Ketsa Yitana Bitul Akrik to Vakra. How do I connect to him? How do I show gratitude to him for creating me such a beautiful thing? And my eyes, they could see so many beautiful blues and purples and yellows and golds. And the, um, the thing, you know, you always have to understand is that this is once uh, there's another book I hope one day we can learn it together it tells you basically the whole basis of why we have to serve Hashem is just out of gratitude for all the gifts He gave us you know the gift of life and we're just repaying Him we owe Him for, for giving us health and wealth and the mind which is the most magnificent of all things he says, on the other hand, you could try to bury this connection, this yearning to be spiritual. You could bury it and ignore it. Then you go from one drug to another drug, one girlfriend to another girlfriend, one Ferrari to a Maserati, Maserati to Lamborghini, Lamborghini. To, but then you're never fulfilled. Because he says, Or you want to become a naturalist, or save the whales, or a communist. Everybody's equal, or a libertard. So it says, And that becomes your God, by the way. That becomes your religion. Which means you need something great. Human beings always need something greater than materialism. So nowadays you have these like uh, save the some cause some, some cause save save the whales the green movement save this don't, don't use the bag movement <laughs> right yeah it could be a nice thing like feed the hungry in Africa yeah. Or like freedom, or like righteousness, you know, these people that, honestly, I mean, I'm not sure it's a, it's a bad thing. These people that fight for equal rights or they help um, the tenants not get evicted if the guy's really a slumlord, you know? But he says, you know, where does that come from? Because he wanted to create to go to God, but God wasn't comfortable. Because so he becomes the atheist. But then he does like you know, altruism. Or not necessarily atheist, but he just like does something you know, uh, a non-profit cause, whatever it is. Save the whales, save the panda bears, equal equality for all, save the homeless. But if you say But he says that all of these fall by the wayside. Because the real value that you need to have, the number one cause is God. Because from God comes the true righteousness, true equality, true 
It's not inverted. It's not upside down like these people. They fight for something, but they screw over 99% of people to make 1% of people what? Satisfied, happy. Satisfied. Like how they nowadays they're abusing the handicap thing. They make these frivolous lawsuits, and then they it's like it's just a mafia for these handicapped people. Rav Rudim and the Rosh Hashiva family, Rosh Hashiva, it says, Chesed Naumim Chatat, in the holy book, Eov, it says, uh, when non-Jews do kindness, it's a sin. You know why? Because it's not going according to Torah. It's not, they, they'll, they'll, uh, they're willing to give discomfort and hassle 99% of the proposition just to, it's, when it's not according to Torah, it's not true. Chesed. Chesed. So it says, it says, He says, from now we'll understand that um, he says in his opinion, it's wrong to call somebody religious that keeps observant. Dati. Kol adam Dennis Prager actually says that. He says, everybody has a dot. Everybody has a belief. Right? Some people's belief is save the panda, save the homeless. Yeah. He says, for us, it's not an expression of our spirituality to keep the Torah, right? It's not like a salad bar. Maybe your expression of goodness is saving the homeless. This guy's expression is Saving the whales. This guy is saving the dolphins. No, that's not. God doesn't need to be saved, our God. It says, Because our belief is life itself. Because we got the fiery law. We just read in the Torah, God talked to us. The Creator told us what He wants from us. How He wants us to express we have to serve God on His terms, not on our terms. That's ultimately what it bogs down to. All these reform, deform. If you, the, the person that created you, your Father in Heaven, you want to make Him happy, He, he expressed to us the, in very, very big detail from a tefillin and mezuzah that takes two years to learn how to write a tefillin, mezuzah, and Torah. How He wants us to connect our antenna to make Him happy. Because in any relationship... If my wife doesn't like Gucci bags and I buy her 5 million Gucci bags, did I do her service? You have to know the person, know what he likes. That's why learning Torah is the biggest mitzvah, by the way. Because you know what Hashem is all about. You know what He wants from you. Now you can make Him want your your Father in Heaven happy. Our Torah is divine. And therefore we have to keep the Torah and mitzvah. It's not only that if we don't keep it, we go to hell. If we don't keep it, our life is not a life. It's a fake life. We've wasted a life. Our soul is never going to be happy. Our life is incomplete. It's not just because I'm a religious, I'm part of this religious club that I keep this. And tomorrow I can change my club. The Islamic club or the Christian club or the Reform, Deform club. It's, it's all coming from that divine tradition of Sinai, right? 
Our eyes saw the Shekhinah. You know what Shekhinah is, right? The Divine Presence. Our ears heard from Him that I am your God. He is the one that redeemed us from Egypt. He is the one that told us to eat matzah and Pesach. He's the one that said us Shabbat. He said, Dalim It's it's a very big thing. Imagine God from the seven heavens. He opened up the seven heavens and he came down to this low mountain hill and he talked to us. Our father gave us a hug and gave us a little GPS, which is the Torah. This go this way, go that way. You know. It's much more than a religion he's trying to say. It's not like some expression of our spirituality. Some people, their expression of their spirituality is uh, Buddhism or Hinduism. That's where they're getting it wrong. This is the reason why the world was created. If for one second there'll be one place in the world that there's no Torah learned, the whole thing is going to go what? Back to tohu vavo, void and nothingness. He says, He says, even after Moshe, we had we had um, prophets, and the greatest, the master of all prophets is who Moshe that talked to Hashem face to face. There was no room for misinterpretation or interpretation. No, your tefillin can't potentially. If one day you wake up, want to paint them blue or pink? No. Halacha, Moshe Misinai says, "What? Just like I'm talking to you, and you're hearing me, right?" The Torah was very crystal, crystal clear. He says, So it's not just some nice thing that we do because this was, it's not, he's trying to say this is very important for Persian traditional Jews. It's not some tradition. We made a treaty with the Creator that sustains the world and keeps it every second. If we go away from our treaty, then there's no even validity for the world to exist. And he says we're still under that heart, that that antenna, that heavenly voice that connected to us, Creator, never got cut off. We're still that fire, that heavenly fire, that heaven, that fiery voice that demands and commands us to be godly and follow His law and rule is always forever, is eternal. He says, He says, in, 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 a, in a parable, in a romantic way, we made that connection to God. We went under the chupa of God, right? We went, we never leave that our loyalty never ceases to exist, even if they burn us in the Crusades and the Holocaust. They could burn the body, but the soul will always be created to its Father in Heaven, its Creator. They could chop, chop us us chop us up into trillion pieces and kill six million of us, but still, that eternal connection of our of a father to the son, it's like, that's why I tell people that I have a problem with their parents. I said, God forbid, you know, your wife you could divorce. But your father, can you say he's never my father? That's the same thing. Can we ever say that we can't keep the Torah? It's only because of him that we exist. We're his children. It says, Banim. That relationship, you cannot make it. 
reverse it and not exist. And every mitzvah is an expression, is a testimony that we heard that voice at Sinai and He's our Father in Heaven and this is what the Creator wants us to do to make the world perfect. We're making ourselves perfect. We're, you know, there's many benefits and reasons why we keep the mitzvah. We're making God happy so He doesn't destroy the world because then we're keeping making the world a better place and we're making ourselves a better place. You know, the number one goal has to be make yourself a better person. He says, He says, whatever we learn, it's just not an interesting sub- subject. You know, like, that's what gets me out of these Kabbalah Center people. It's not some fluff, beautiful, uh, you know, beautiful thing that you read. Once you're enlightened, you have to keep it. You have to put your money when your mouth is. Because the Torah is the Torah of life. And what we're learning is more realistic and special than anything else in the world. Because it's the it's the words of the everlasting and true God. Right? It's not man-made, fabricated, fake. It says, This doesn't only happen, This ha- we have a global... We're one nation under God. So we as a Jew have a macro and micro relationship to this God. Every Jew that ever existed from that time on made a treaty with his Father in Heaven and the Creator and the King of all kings to keep it. And that's why it says in the Torah, it says, be very careful lest you forget that day that you stood and said yes. And we sang with blood in our most private place, our Brit Milah, that we're going to keep it. And may, never let it, never, the Torah chastises us in Devarim by Tchanan, the fifth book. Don't say, don't make believe that it never happened. You know, we love fairy tales and like to make, we have selective uh, forgetfulness, a lot of people. Like when you lend them money, they remember when they have to pay back. He says also some evil people, they want to deny that Sinaic existence that our eyes saw and our ears heard and we made the commitment of all commitments. The whole reason the world exists. And we have to, the Torah says you have to teach it this to your children and your children's children. You understand? The day that you stood with Hashem at that mountain of Sinai. Chorev, you know? There's three different names for Har Sinai that I'm aware of, Jason. One of them is Har Sinai, Chorev, Moria. All of them means the mountain of Sinai. And the Ramban, the greatest commentary possibly, arguably, on the Torah, says a very beautiful thing. It says, when he explains this pasuk, he says, It says, this is one of the negative commandments of the Torah. That you have to remember, why am I keeping all this? Not because it's just some tradition and some nice thing to do. Expression of my spirituality and meditation. <laughs> he says, You have to know that our eyes saw the God. Our ears heard Him. We saw the thunder and the fire of the mountain of Sinai. His glory and His words from the fire. 
and we have to always say this that see that's why the this is kind of related to the ultimate issues. How do you know the Torah is true? Because it's the only religion that a nation accepted. Every other religion started from individual. This started from who? Millions of people heard and saw the same thing, and you can't fabricate that. That's true. So it says, and then there's a positive commandment that we have to give over this tradition, this truth. It's more than a tradition. That we heard and saw God. And that's why the, the mitzvot are so essential. And so glorious and so godly. Because it's not some, some man-made Mormon. Or like, like the Muslims say the angel Gabriel came behind the thing. Or in a barn where G.E.A.S. was born. No. This was God, the real McCoy, and he didn't give it to one person. He gave it to millions, a nation. That's why the Kuzari, by the way, says we're the, the, all the monotheistic religions have to latch on to us. Why do they need us? Why do they need the Old Testament or the Moshe? Hey, we're the parent religion. We're the parent, because we're the only real one. Yeah. Then they come and they pervert it and they, they change it. Yeah. He says we have to make it crystal clear that this is the truth, absolute truth, and nothing but the truth. And the rest there is not. Yeah, the the getting the Torah is not even point zero 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 one percent. hundred percent. Possible that it's not true. And we can't we can't give her over a false narrative to our children. Something that is nonsense. And not productive. And we have to make it clear through logic that they should have no doubts when they accept from us the narrative. That's why respecting your parents is so important because that's where you get the Sinai tradition, which is above any other tradition, is the Sinai truth. We have to make sure that our children believe absolutely and entirely. That we saw God, we heard Him, we heard His voice, the voice of the Creator. We made the Holy Covenant. And nobody nobody else had that privilege. That's why, actually, by the way, I'll tell you something beautiful. The Or Sameach, which that famous yeshiva is named after, he, he, he brings a good proof against Christianity. He says, according to them, they say that the whole religion changed and you don't need to do Brit Milah, basically anything anymore. <laughs> so he said, fine. If, that, if that's the truth, then... When the way God gave it, the logic would dictate. When He gave it, He gave it. Millions of people were there witness to His testimony. So when He changes it, He should make another Har Sinai and say, "My new son." <laughs> Did He do that? No. no. So that's how you know. Isn't that a good thing from the Samia? Yeah. There was no second Har Sinai. So He says, We can never give a false narrative to our children. We have to see that how simply true and absolutely true the Torah is. He says, we see from the greatness of all our great rabbis and prophets and angelic leaders, the Rambam and the Rashi, the Geonim, the Amoraim, Tanaim, the Talmudic sages, the thing, we all know from them, 
None of them passed over a false tradition to his children. Because they all gave us the same thing. That the Torah was given from heaven, whether the written or the what? Oral. Oral Torah. Amen. Amen.